0: You're listening to episode 81, brought to you by FabFitFun and HelloFresh. For $10 off your first FabFitFun box, go to fabfitfun.com and enter the code LOVELY. And for a total of $60 off of HelloFresh, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com slash ctl60 and enter the code ctl60. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com, in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, where you can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Ladies, today we have Jessica Turner on the show talking all about her new book, Stretch Too Thin. It was a really fun conversation for me because I've just now kind of really become a full-time working mom, so it was really interesting for me to be able to read this book from both having been a full-time stay-at-home mom and a working mom, and I really did find a lot of information that I felt like could be beneficial to both working moms and non-working moms. I thought it was a really great book, and I think you guys are really going to like my conversation with Jessica today. But before we get there, I wanted to mention a couple of things. As you guys know, the Same Page podcast kicked off a couple of weeks ago, and it is doing so well. People are loving using it with their families. If you're unfamiliar with what it is, I thought my friend Sarah Ronk did a really good job on Instagram of distilling it down for me. I was so grateful to her for helping give me my elevator pitch. And basically, the core episodes are that in five minutes or less, you can expose your kids to scripture, Shakespeare, poetry, and historical facts. Right now, we're working on the presidents. And then you just repeat it every day, and you help your whole family together to learn these things and memorize them. We have a whole schedule throughout the fall that you can find in our Patreon community. But along with that, we also have literary episodes. Right now, we are walking through The Wizard of Oz. We release a new chapter four days a week. It is so much fun. It's creating so many discussions within my family, and I know lots of other families. And so I just wanted to give you guys a quick glimpse of some of the reviews that are coming in on iTunes. Master Odin said, what a brilliant podcast. I love everything about this as a busy mom of five. Short and rich. Perfect listen over breakfast. Thank you, Mackenzie. Well, you are welcome. I'm so glad you guys are enjoying it. And Aggie Wife 97 said, I don't even have small kids and I love this podcast. Memory work as well as literary classic, sign me up. Better yet, sign you up. Give it a try. You won't be sorry. Well, thank you, Aggie Wife. And I agree people should sign up. It's not just for little kids. This is meant to really draw families together. It can be used with children, teens, or just families in general. You can listen to it on your way to school or after school or during breakfast or any time in the day that works for you. I know some people are even playing the literary episodes as their kids are going to bed at night. I'm so excited to be a part of your families in this way, and we really want to draw you into community. And the fun thing about that is our Patreon community spans both the same page and Cultivating the Lovely. The two go hand in hand. So we have resources for both podcasts that you get for one price, plus you get the community for each of them. So I'm really excited about that. We're going to be doing a lot more live videos coming up soon. It's super fun. And I want you guys to get involved. So you can head to thesamepagepodcast.com to find out more details, or you can just go straight to patreon.com cultivatingthelovely to join join and become a member and see all the other fun things that we have going on over there. Okay, ladies, obviously I'm really excited about The Same Page because I see the difference that it's making in families, and I really want people to find it. So, if you haven't gone over there, at least give it a listen at thesamepagepodcast.com or of course on iTunes, Stitcher, all those good places. All right. That's enough of my excitement about The Same Page. Now, let's get on with this interview with Jessica Turner. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to be having you on the show today and talking about your brand new book, Stretch Too Thin. It comes out in just a few days, and I want to dive into that very intensely. But first, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone where they can find
1: you? Sure. I'm Jessica Turner. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. If you want to find me actually physically online, you can <laughs> find me at themomcreative.com and on Instagram and Twitter, Jessica N. Turner. And Facebook is my blog platform, so facebook.com slash themomcreative. Oh, awesome. I am a working mom with three kids. My kids are Ten, seven, and three. I have two boys and a girl. My husband is a children's book author and photographer, and I work full time outside the home in corporate marketing, doing social media strategy for a large healthcare company. In addition to running my blog, writing books, and speaking, so it is full and busy, (laughs) um, but all all good things. And we really love what we um, are called to do and get to do.
0: That's awesome. So you actually use Facebook as your blogging platform.
1: No. So I meant that my Facebook handle ah. um, on there is the blog name, The Mom Creative. Ah, so that makes you know, typically, sense. yes, you'll find you know everyone has the same thing and it would be Jessica and Turner across the board. But on Facebook, yeah. I've still got the blog name okay. on there. So sorry like, about Wow,
0: that. <laughs> that's, that's different. I've not heard of someone doing that before, but that, that makes is... much more sense. Yeah. No, you can find my posts on themomcreative.com. So you've probably had a lot of carryover from your out-of-the-house job to your blogging by being a social media manager. which yeah, has that
1: helped. It, it certainly has. Honestly, it's helped my job probably more than it's helped my blog, oh, um, interesting. where things that I'm learning on um, the blog and going to blogging conferences and speaking at those conferences that then I'm able to take back. Um, You know, healthcare tends to be a little further behind on some things related to social media than maybe lifestyle bloggers. So a lot of times I'm piloting things on my own and then I'll bring it in and say, hey, this seems to be working really well or I'm hearing conversations about this. Can we, you know, try it out? Um, But it, it certainly has been advantageous and, and helpful in me growing my career. Absolutely. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. It's from a voiceover perspective. I can kind of validate that because I do a lot of auditions and it's so funny to see how different markets and different kinds of professions like want their ads to sound. And I would think I would say that in general, a lot of ads are skewing towards be conversational, don't be salesy, like maybe make people feel comfortable and like you're friendly, girl next door, that kind of thing. And it's kind of taken a little while for a lot of the healthcare things to go from like less salesy to, hey, be be comfortable with people. So it's interesting that you say that it can be kind of behind.
1: Yeah, it can be. And thankfully, the healthcare institution that I work for is one of the most social in the country. We have one of the largest platforms. And um, so I am spoiled in that we get to do things ahead of a lot of my colleagues around the country. Um, But in terms of, of, you know, which is coming first, I do feel like the my lifestyle blog might be leading a little bit in, in terms of trying out new things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see how that would be the case. Okay, so when I was approached about your book, I thought, oh, yes, definitely, because I feel stretched too thin a lot of the time. But then as I was thinking about it, I realized that even a few years ago when I started this show, I probably wouldn't have entertained having this book on the show because I didn't consider myself a working mom, even though I was doing a lot of things that were bringing in some side income and I was running, you know, this platform and had this podcast and everything. I still didn't think of myself as a working mom, even though I was dealing with a lot of the same issues that you talk about in your book and so i know the book is like created for the working mom but would you say that you kind of picked up on that as you were writing that there's a lot of things not everything in the book for sure there's stuff about you know the workplace and that sort of thing that isn't going to apply to every mom but a lot of these things maybe do apply in a more general way to moms
1: absolutely i think there's certain chapters in particular like the parenting well chapter i Mm -hmm. think is something that would resonate with a mom, whether she had a job or not. I think the self-care chapter is another one that would probably really resonate. When I was setting out to write the book, we were really intentional in that we wanted a resource for working moms, because myself as one who works in corporate America, I found that there weren't a lot of resources out there. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing research, 75% of American women with children under the ages of 18 have a job that they Mm -hmm. are bringing in some sort of income into their house. What was interesting is, as I did research around, should we include the title working mom in the subtitle? That was a big debate. Like, should it be kind of general or should it say working mom? And I had friends, predominantly friends, who worked from home, sort of like you, where they were, um, in my case, a lot of author friends or bloggers who are making a significant income and and that's their job, who said, you know, I don't think of myself as a working mom. I think of myself as a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like, how can you think of yourself as a stay-at-home mom? Like you are bringing in an income. I, I, and I yeah. had friends, even New York Times bestsellers, say, I'm a stay-at-home mom. This yeah. isn't going to resonate with me. And I was like, you are making an income. So I felt like if a mom couldn't say to herself, I'm a working mom and identify self-identify in that way, that maybe this wouldn't be a book that she would pick up and I was okay with that because I felt like maybe some work needed to happen in her own life to to recognize that she is in fact a working mom like what you went through. But mm-hmm. I, I think certainly the principles of feeling overwhelmed and feeling like you're just hanging on is something that, moms deal with regardless of whether or not they have a job or not just the angle that I took in the book had to do with balancing that career hat on top of all of the our other responsibilities Mm
0: -hmm. and I think that I mean just kind of diving deeper into this like whole moms having a perspective on what it is they're actually doing if they're making you know any kind of income whether like you said if they have an MLM business or they have a little blog or they have a whatever if they're doing something on top of their mothering duties and their household duties and, you know, all of that kind of thing. I think that a lot of times we do kind of need to have that perspective shift. Just recently, I got together, I think she's a mutual friend of ours, but with Crystal Payne. And oh, yeah. I've had a huge transition in this last year of really going from just kind of having this side income to, oh, wow, I have to make the sole income to provide for myself and my kids. And she kind of just had to sit me down and be like, look, you are a working mom, (laughs) like embrace it. You've got to have this perspective or you're not going to make it because I think there is a little bit of a shift in how we can be intentional with our time with our kids and how we can just use our time wisely in general and kind of own what it is we're doing and that we need to do and not be trying to think like, oh, I'm just a work at home mom, but or, I, you know, stay at home mom, but I've got this stuff on top of it. Like that is actually detrimental to trying to get your work done well or even trying to parent well while you're doing that.
1: Absolutely. And, you you know, there is this phrase out there, all moms are working moms. Yeah. And uh, that always makes me chuckle because, yes, I, I recognize that. And I'm not saying that if you don't have an income that you're bringing in that you're not a working mom. That's just not the what this particular book was really researching. You know, yeah. I surveyed 2,000 moms who are working moms and used their input for the book and interviewed dozens of other working moms. And so, really, the the heart of it was just to have some sort of resource that encouraged and inspired moms on this journey that you know you're not alone in feeling stretched too thin and here's maybe a few ways that you can make some changes in your life to help you to thrive wherever you are ladies one of my
0: favorite sponsors of the podcast is back this month and that is fab fit fun you guys I love FabFitFun. I love getting my box in the mail and having it customized for me and being so pretty, but their fall box is available now. They sell out so fast. So you're going to want to make sure you get in on it before they are gone. And if you're not sure what I'm even talking about, then let me tell you because FabFitFun is a seasonal box. So it arrives four times a year at your door and it's pretty little packaging and it has full size, beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Their fall box is so wonderful. It has products like a vegan leather Vince Camuto tote, a teapot or coffee press. I got the coffee press. I'm very excited about it because I'm going to make cold brew coffee and tea and all kinds of things in it. There's glam glow bubble masks, a beauty blender, and that's just the beginning of it. I got a really cute little umbrella that I cannot wait to use. It was like they knew I needed an umbrella to be walking my kids to school every morning. I was just so thrilled with everything that was in there. I got ProMix makeup brushes. It's just so well thought out. They get such high quality products. I am never disappointed. I love being able to have this treat because as moms, we often don't treat ourselves. We put ourselves on the back burner and to know that you have this beautiful box where every detail has been picked out perfectly and you can even customize some of the things that you're getting in your box and to know you're getting that four times a year. It's kind of like that future gift you can give to yourself, something to look forward to. So if you wanna get a FabFitFun box, get in on this fall box before it's all gone, then make sure that you go to fabfitfun.com and use the code LOVELY so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code LOVELY to get $10 off your first box. You deserve to treat yourself. So you've written before and this isn't your your first go around. You even talk about that in the book. So what prompted you to actually have this topic be your next book?
1: So my first book was called The Fringe Hours, Making Mm -hmm. Time for You. And it's a book all about the importance of women making time for themselves and practicing self-care. And initially, when I set out on the journey to write that book and came up with the idea and found an agent and was pitching it to publishers, it was the only book I wanted to write. I wanted to just sign a one-book deal and be done. And all of the publishers that wanted to publish The Fringe Hours wanted me to sign a multi-book deal. And it is to your advantage as an author to sign a multi book deal because a publisher is going to be more invested in you if they sure. know that they're going to have you for, you know, four or five, six years. And so, um, after a lot of prayer and consideration, I decided to sign the multi book deal. And so, um, I didn't know what the next book would be after the fringe hours. I first thought that it actually might have something to do with slowing down. And then I realized that that was not in my DNA. Yeah, <laughs> And I didn't know how to slow down in this particular season that I'm in of yeah. working and blogging and little kids and, and that sort of thing. Like long Sabbath weekends just wasn't something I could do well. Yeah. Um, and But what I could do well was talk about working motherhood. And I started looking at resources and thought, you know, I'm going to create a course for working moms and just kind of pilot this and, and see where it goes. And so I surveyed the 2000 working moms that I mentioned earlier and got phenomenal feedback and developed an online course called Stretch Too Thin, 10 Days to Overcoming the Hustle and Thriving as a Working Mom, And I had several thousand moms enroll in that course. Wow. And so with the response from the survey and then the course, I went to my publisher and I said, I really think there's something here. I think this is a resource that working moms need. And I'd love to explore this further and turn the course into a full-fledged book. And they agreed. And so then I set out to really understand working moms today and what their struggles are and their pain points are and um, shared a lot of my... own story in the book as well. And here we are now releasing Stretch Too Thin. I'm so, so excited about it. I think it's there's nothing like it in the marketplace. And I'm really excited about the conversations that I'm already having around it. I think it's needed. And um, I think moms need to know that they're not alone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I was really excited when I got it in the mail because the size is not overwhelming like it's a big topic but you don't get the book and be like I do not have I just don't have this kind of time I'm already stretched thin like <laughs> how am I going to read it but it's it's a very concise book which I appreciated but then you're also coming out with the audio book correct
1: That's right yep so um and actually with this releasing before the book comes out, if anyone pre orders the physical book and you can get it anywhere, Target, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you will get the audiobook for free, which awesome. is amazing. So you yeah. can do whatever. The book does have writing prompts in it. So I think the physical book is really nice for that, but the yeah. audiobook is really nice for on the go. And you'll also get the course for free. So you'll get nice. both of those resources to kind of do whatever you want. I feel like the course will give you the five minute Cliff Notes version and then the book is what goes deeper. So you get yeah. all of those, um and to get those freebies, you just go on com And there's a form there to fill out to get those. So, really good resource for women and really tried to make it easy for us moms yeah. who are stretch too thin.
0: Yeah. And audiobooks, I mean, we've been doing a lot of reading and learning challenges in my Patreon group over the summer and that sort of thing. And the thing I keep hearing over and over again from moms is, I just can't read if it's not an audiobook. And so I love that you have that resource. And if they buy it, they get them
1: together. That's you can't get a better deal than that lady just taking it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, I hate because I know on, on September 19th, people are going to be emailing me saying, yeah. but i wanted that, you know? So yeah. I'm hoping that the people do take advantage of it because it really is unbelievable. I was so grateful to my publisher yeah. when they said we could give all of that for free. Yeah.
0: Now, did you do the audio book or did they have someone else do it?
1: I recorded it myself. Yay!
0: I love when the actual author does it. I just think yeah. it gives it a different feeling.
1: And living in Nashville, I got to do it on Music Row, which oh. was really amazing. You know, where all these Lady Annabellum and uh. Lake Shelton and all these people recorded in the same studio that I was in. So pretty amazing.
0: That is so fun. I got to go to Nashville last fall and I just loved it. I can't wait to be able to go back again someday because it's just such a fun city.
1: Really is.
0: So you talk about how in the first book you when you were writing your first book, you felt stretched pretty thin as you were getting it written. So how did you avoid doing that while you wrote this book?
1: I can't honestly say that I avoided it completely. I felt a little bit like I was living stretched too thin while writing parts of it. But I thought that that was good. I thought that gave me kind of a good in the deep end perspective and Mm -hmm. um, really kept the moms that I was writing for front of focus and mind for myself um, because I felt like I was sort of living there. Um, My close local friends, you know, would kind of chuckle that I was writing a book called Stretch Too Thin because they knew the season (laughs) that we were in. Yeah. But I think it's really important to recognize when you're in a season of being stretched too thin versus it being your life. And so we knew that we were going to be in a season of me being stretched too thin because I was working seven days a week. I have a full time nine to five job and then every weekend and then one or two mornings a week I was writing. And Mm so naturally you're there are going to be areas that suffer in my case it was my house which my house is always the thing that suffers the most yeah my, hu- my husband was picking up a lot of the slack with the kids um and not not that kids are slack but he was doing you know my yeah. share as yeah. well but i mean by that um i missed things like kids soccer games and birthday parties and that sort of thing for other people's children not my own yeah. um <laughs> and but we just made it work and we knew that it was just a season and we knew that it was important um for me to write the book that you know that was a contract that I'd been committed to it was a sure. topic that I was passionate about and so I just got the work done um but self-care was really important to me during that season and I think that's really important during mm-hmm. busy seasons. You know, I still was reading, which is something that's important to me. I was still taking long baths, which, you know, it really helps me physically yeah. and I'm still making time to connect with my husband and doing those types of things, even though it was a busy season work-wise.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love it that you have a whole section in the book where you talk about ways that you can be connecting with your kids and you address a lot of different times of the day and different events and things that you can be doing that well and intentionally and it's actually one of the things that as I was transitioning to like I am still in this transition this fall is a big transition for us because we've gone from being a homeschooling family all these years to having my kids in school and so that's something that's been really important to me and almost part that I've looked forward to because I've felt stretched so thin trying to do the homeschooling and do the working and doing all these things kind of meshed on top of each other all at the same time I felt like now I can segment my life a little bit more so that hopefully those times that I am with my kids can be much more focused and intentional with them and one of the things like the times of day that you most or that you hit on that most resonated with me was the morning time and having it be a time that isn't just trying to get everybody out the door like in one piece, but actually being intentional with that time. So, how, what does like a typical morning look like for you where that's happening well?
1: Hmm. Well, a typical morning, it's maybe not happening well, but it's happening, happening. Okay. You know, I think that anytime a morning can happen where we get time to like my little one, I can read him a board book or my big ones. I can make them something for breakfast. That's beyond, you know, cereal and milk kind of thing and be intentional in the kitchen with them or have a meaningful conversation with my little girl while I'm doing her hair, just that I'm really present and that I'm not looking forward to the next thing. Thing, the next thing the next thing yeah. I feel like that is a good morning now on a really great morning where I'm able to do a little more like I've maybe showered the night before i've prepped things so that I've got a little bit more bandwidth um we make banana bread in my house almost every week and so it might nice. be that we make that banana bread in the morning before work um, which I know some people will scoff at baking you know at <laughs> 6 a.m., but everyone is awake between 5.30 and 6 in my house. And okay. so there's that time to yeah. to do that in our family. But doing those types of things um, can make a big difference to my kids. And each child is different for how they want to connect, what's meaningful to them. You know, my son, my oldest, might want to tell me about his Pokemon cards. And so if I can just be present and actively listening to what he's talking about and mm-hmm. not, you know, holding my phone in one hand and being sort of distracted, I think that is really winning,
0: yeah, absolutely. What are some things like you mentioned prepping the night before, showering the night before? Like, do you make sure you have gotten ready completely before you're trying to do that with the kids?
1: It it, you know, it, it certainly does help. I think it depends on the morning and what's going on because of my blog, I do my writing in the morning before work. And so some mornings I'll have a deadline or something that I need to complete and that's just not feasible. Mm-hmm. But other mornings I've gotten what I need to done ahead of time. And that is feasible for me to, you know, hop in the shower, you know, do my walk and do the things for me well before they're really getting moving. And I think that makes a big difference for sure. It also just makes a big difference when I'm prepared for me in advance. So not even preparing for them, but I know I'm going to go for a walk and I've got my clothes laid out and I've, you know, made breakfast hash or whatever I'm going to have for breakfast and that's ready to go. Like doing those types of things Mm -hmm. really make a big difference for me. And I feel like set me up really well for then going into the office with a full belly and a head ready to work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things I'm I'm trying to get underway for this year is really making sure I do, like, the prep work in advance so that we can all be successful and not as frazzled and having, like, that decision fatigue and last-minute stuff going on, so...
1: I think it's important for your kids to have responsibilities as yeah. well and not be relying on you. I mean, my kids yeah. have a checkoff list of what they do. My kids have made lunches since they were six years old themselves and make a very well balanced lunch for themselves. And so by them handling a lot of those things, it frees me up to do the things that only mommy can do.
0: Sure. That's a really good point. I, I like that. I mean, And we do have to do that a lot of times in our work as well, is trying to, as we're able, delegate the tasks that just anybody can do so that we can do the the more creative and purposeful tasks. I think we have to sometimes apply that then to our lives at home. Like, oh, hey, you guys can do this too.
1: Right. Yes. I mean, mommy is not the only person who can empty the dishwasher, right? Or clean the toilet. (laughs) So by all means, we need to be teaching our children to be good adults and learning how to do those things.
0: Yeah, that was one of the best advice things I think I got from a conference years ago was be thinking of your kids as ter- in terms of parenting them to become good adults, not just to be good kids.
1: Absolutely. So, so important. Yeah.
0: Woo, ladies. We are in full-on back-to-school mode this week. All the activities have started, everyone's going in all different directions, and that's what makes me so glad to have HelloFresh on my side. Because if you aren't familiar with HelloFresh, they're a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. I love that it saves me time. Not only do I not have to meal plan, but I don't have to go to the grocery store and everything is divided up into these great little meal packages. I just have to grab a bag out of the fridge and I have everything I need ready to go. It takes so much of the thought process and decision fatigue out of meal planning for me and I don't end up turning to going out to eat and that sort of thing when I know that I have HelloFresh at home. They deliver everything straight to my door in recyclable packaging. I Love that. And each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and a high rated trusted sources. Besides not having to shop and plan and all of the time-saving ability that that gives me, HelloFresh is also looking out for my back because most of their recipes are prepared in 30 minutes or less. They even do things like make suggestions of making your meatloaves into small little meatloaves. That was our favorite recipe still to this day, the Mama's Meatloaves. Oh, they were so delicious. We had no leftovers. They were excellent. But I love that they think about these things. They know I'm busy. They know I don't have all night to spend in the kitchen. So they give me very clear instructions and they make the recipes doable in a short amount of time. They even have a lot of one-pot recipes for seriously speedy cooking and minimal cleanup. And when you're subscribed, then you save that hassle week after week after week. It's so easy. Your account is really easy to manage. You can change your delivery date so it always fits with your schedule, pause deliveries when you're on vacation. You can help get out of that recipe rut, get delicious filling meals for less than $10 per serving, and free shipping. You can get a total of $60 off. That's $20 off your first three boxes by just visiting hellofresh.com slash ctl60 and enter the code ctl60. Again, you can get $20 off your first three boxes for a total of $60 off by just going to hellofresh.com slash ctl60 code 60. It's like receiving six meals free, up to 50% off three boxes. It's totally worth it to try it out. I love that a section in your book where you talked about be a mom who is and then you have all these different things and the very first one really resonated with me and it was about being self-aware and I think that's a learned skill and so important and not something that necessarily just comes naturally or every family does. So do you want to explain like what you mean by that and how you've grown that skill?
1: Yeah, I think in general, we just need to recognize when our emotions are impacting our kids and and be aware that, you know, we we're impacting them. You know, so if I fly off the handle, I need to be self-aware enough to say I'm so sorry, buddy. Mommy is really preoccupied with work, or you know, with whatever the whatever it is. It might be family, something going on with family. Um, and I didn't mean to take that out on you. And and recognize how that's going to make them feel. And recognize, yeah. um, you know, that we are we're human, and teaching them that through. Yes our awareness of our behavior and then also teaching them to start to have an awareness of their own feelings and how they're reacting and what they are feeling like in a particular situation and, and grappling with those. I think it's it's really important. It's something that takes a lot of time mm-hmm. and isn't always the easiest quick fix parenting solution that we want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it it helps us to raise healthier kids.
0: Yeah, I think it's a super impactful one. And I've seen that in my own life, even lately, just trying to be more self-aware that when I am frazzled, because let's be honest, it's been a stressful year, when I get snappy r- realizing that and then being able to turn to them and say, it's not you, <laughs> it's me. Absolutely. Like, then, right. then you just kind of see that, that relief pour on their face like oh like just giving them understanding which I think is another one of those good preparatory things for when they become adults is realizing that not everybody's reaction has to do directly with what they have done
1: exactly yeah. exactly yeah I and it is important. and you know I think a lot of the things on the list in that book are things that we know but sometimes we just need to be reminded of yeah. or hear in a different way it yeah. was um, really inspiring even to me in writing that list and I hope that it will inspire a lot of women who read it
0: yeah I really liked I just even the way the book was set up you can really once you've read it go back and kind of see those those bolded titles or those italicized titles and get that quick reminder of like oh yeah these are things that I need to be bringing to the forefront of my mind so that I can be working on them I I like that it's an easy book to be able to flip back to and get those core points out of again when you just need a fresh reminder
1: Right. I, you know, I've said a, on several interviews that every chapter in the book could be its own book, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, I knew when I was going to write a chapter on marriage or I was going to write a chapter on self care, which I've already written a book on self care, right? Yeah. Like, every <laughs> one of these things could be a book. Um, yeah. But hopefully, it gives you just enough for you to be able to look at your own life and say, oh, I see what I can do here. And yeah. this would really make a difference. And, and those little aha moments, I think, are throughout the book um, in, in ways that can really subtly change lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so one last kind of thing about the book that I personally really enjoyed because it just really kind of fits in with our vision is how you talked about how it's important and valid to create beauty in your home. Yeah. Do you, do you want to just hit on that for a minute, why you think that's important? Because I think a lot of moms were so like concerned with the cleaning or the whatever that we forget that it's important to make our home feel like our family belongs there, and it's unique to us, and that we we enjoy the space just because we've made it beautiful.
1: Absolutely. I, I think finding ways to bring beauty in your home, whether that's lighting a candle or putting flowers on the table or creating a gallery wall, whatever you can do that's going to speak to you and feel like home is a powerful thing. You know, I remember my mom loved to paint and her paintings being up in our home, mm-hmm. and how special that made it. Um, We threw a party a few years ago and a friend came over and it was the first time they had been to our house and, he said, gosh, Jessica, I would have really thought you would have a lot more photos on your walls. Oh. And I'm a huge photographer and I'm posting pictures about my kids all the time. And i um, at that time was pretty active in the scrapbooking world. I was like, you know, you're right. My home doesn't reflect one of my huge passions. And so now when you come to my home, every single room has gallery walls and there's photos everywhere. And I feel yeah. that it so much more represents our home and our family and our story um uh, and I think that's really really important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I love that you know you you took what he said and you didn't just get embarrassed but you did something about it. That that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, I just really hope that people go out and get this book if they, you know, are dealing with any of these kinds of things of feeling stretched too thin, especially if they're a working mom. I know we've got some of them out there that are listeners, and so I hope this book can be an encouragement to you guys and go get that pre-order in so that you can get all the great benefits that come along with the book because, let's face it, audiobooks are just easier.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Yes.
0: (laughs) So what is one way that you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life?
1: I think a way that I am cultivating loveliness is by regularly writing notes to friends. Oh. I think that it's so important for us to take time to let people know that they matter to us. Mm -hmm. And so I've been just taking time to write notes and let people know that. And that has been a really lovely process for me. And I hope that it's lovely for the recipients. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'm sure it is because it doesn't happen very often. Right. Oh, what a blessing. That's really good. Well, one way that I'm currently cultivating loveliness, we kind of hit on it in the episode, is really just trying to own this new season that I'm in, that our life has changed, and that I am this working mom, and trying to, to live well into that and use my time wisely and really be able to kind of set my work hours and then be able to set it aside and be really intentional with my kids when i have them so that that has been just such a transition for me of not having them around just all the time and so but I really like what it's doing for our relationships and helping me to think more. Because I think sometimes when they're just around all the time, you just kind of get used to Like, you just kind of live side by side. And so it's forcing me to be more intentional with them with the time that I have. And I'm really enjoying being able to do that. And it's just a very different type of motherhood than I've had before. So,
1: Well, I love that you're leaning into that and embracing that.
0: I'm trying. <laughs> it's not always easy, but I'm trying. Okay. So are you ready for my stock questions? I'm ready. Okay. Do you prefer candles or an essential oil diffuser?
1: Probably candles. Okay. But I do love oils, but I I probably burn candles more.
0: Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Paper. City or country? City. Paper or digital? Paper. Okay. That surprises me. I don't know why. I would have thought you would have gone digital. All right. <laughs> Shopping, online or in-store? Online. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or to music?
1: I listen to an audiobook probably. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. What have been some of your favorite audiobooks you've listened
1: to recently? Oh goodness. Um I don't know recently, but some of the my favorite audiobooks that I go back to again and again are um Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. Okay. I think that one is just phenomenal. Just he is from South Africa, has a Really incredible story, and I, I love telling people to listen to that book. Mm-hmm. Um, For fiction, I loved the book I Am Pilgrim, oh. and it's long, and I will say you need to give it about five hours, which is a lot of hours, <laughs> but it's it's a long book, and so there's a lot of setup, but then literally you will not be able to stop listening to it. It is fantastic, so I'll say those two. That sounds
0: really good. I'm going to have to put those on my list now. Okay, chocolate, milk or dark? Milk. All right. Sports or no sports?
1: No sports.
0: Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch?
1: Broadcast.
0: Okay. What is your favorite movie?
1: Anne of Green Gables, the Megan Fellows version. All right.
0: Yeah. Now you have to be specific. Yes. (laughs) what it is. (laughs) Okay. Where would you put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum if zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair?
1: Uh, Probably a five. Okay. Right in the middle. Yeah. Very respectable. uh Uh-huh. Yep. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jessica. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck with your new book.
1: Thank you so much. And I really enjoyed chatting with you.
0: Yeah. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye. Alright,
0: I hope you guys found lots of gems in that episode. If you want the show notes, you can head over to boldturquoise.com forward slash zero eight one. And you can find all of that there and all the ways to find Jessica as well as her book. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who've been leaving those ratings and reviews and iTunes. They really do make such a difference. And if you're leaving them or emailing me about the show, you may soon be hearing it read on the show. So be sure to get in those reviews and ratings. I appreciate it so much. I will be back next week with my new friend, Edie Hepworth. She is an amazing adoptive mama who is rocking it and doing all sorts of groundbreaking things overseas and helping women be fearless in the Lord. I think you guys are really going to like her. So until next week, go be bold and gracious.